Hey guys, welcome to Dark Vale. We're your hosts, John and Tori. Dark Vale is a podcast that discusses the darker side of life. We are not professionals on any of the topics we discuss. We do as much research as we can, and we do try to be as accurate as possible. However, no one is perfect, and neither are we. Because we're discussing the darker side of things, this podcast is best listened to by a mature audience. So sit back and get ready to podcast and chill! Welcome to Dark Vale, and welcome to episode 19. Oh yes, we're only one away. From what? From 20. What does 20 mean, John? Uh, that means we've made 20 different episodes. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to do anything special? Probably not. Is that make it less exciting? No. <laughs> yeah, it is exciting. It's kind of hard to believe we're that far in now. Yeah. Only 80 more episodes will be at 100. Well, 81. Yeah. Technically. Yeah. That'll be exciting. That'll, that one will actually be really exciting. My name is Tori. My name is John. <laughs> <laughs> um, so last week, I said at the end of that episode that this week's episode was going to be dark and gruesome. Yep. And I changed my mind. Um, I vetoed this episode. Sorry, John. That's all good. Next one is going to be dark and gruesome. Yeah. That one is actually going to be dark and gruesome, though. Yeah, so I changed my mind because... Actually, if I'm being honest, the last three weeks-ish have been fairly rough on us because... Um, You've had some health concerns. Nothing for our listeners to be yeah, no, frantic over. But nothing serious. Lots of needle pokes. Yeah. Like he's going through a sleep apnea thing and some other stuff. But yeah. um, that's been a bit consuming. And then um, several weeks ago, um, my mother had fairly major surgery. Yep. And we took her to the hospital and we couldn't go in and stuff. And then with COVID going on, like all the stress involved with being in a hospital facility yep. <clears throat> for my mom and other stuff. Um, then with school starting, because between the both of us, we have three kids. Yep. <clears throat> so Just that, that's been a, that's been a time. Yeah. That's, it's a, a new time right now with things the way they are yeah and learning and new stresses and new concerns worries yeah exactly and then last night was kind of a culmination of eh, just stuff and then uh i today i was like uh john i don't feel like talking about death today let's do something a little bit lighter and you were like okay so yeah. thanks for letting me change it for today hey that's no problem thanks um yeah so last night um one of the three kids goes to normal school and we have one that's like my oldest like my son london uh he's in grade 12 he's doing mostly at home schooling but it's through a school, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and he does things like his tests and stuff, like in the physical school. So it's like a like a combo of homeschooling, but it's mostly just at home, right? Yeah. And then Jordan, my daughter, she is going to regular school. And then your son is going to homeschool too. Yeah. So 
my daughter who's in regular school, she <laughs> uh, kind of all of a sudden last night got got sick. Yeah, got like a tummy bug. And um, yeah, it's almost definitely just the flu, right? Yeah. But because COVID's going on and it was just like the second week of school and stuff, um, that was hard, very hard for me in particular because we've got a lot of other people that would be affected if it was something else, right? Yeah. And, I mean, she's perfectly fine today, but yeah. last night she spent several hours back and forth being sick and having a headache and stuff, and it was really stressful for me. Yeah. And probably you too. Obviously you too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, that's part of this whole COVID thing now is that's the the changing dynamic because if, especially with a mixed family and like my son comes over for a week but then he goes back to his mom's for a week um your daughter jordan does the same she's yeah. here for a week during the same time period and then she goes to her dad's and so i mean before like <clears throat> last year nine nine months ago if one of the kids got sick and then we all kind of caught a cold it never meant anything it just meant you caught a cold and now um there's an actual real big worry that if one of them actually did get COVID. This can affect uh, multiple families now. Mm -hmm. um, and this is uh, for different parents that um, go out into the world that um, have their own lives, work. Um, it can, it's just, it's a huge, it could be like a really huge issue that is stressful oh yeah <clears throat> and, that... and uh, yeah and i i tend to uh probably overthink everything and stress out more than you do uh it just seems like more is at stake nowadays a little bit yeah so yeah i had a rough oops <laughs> i had a rough uh sorry i'll turn my sound off here um i had a rough night so um, everything is fine though. It's not like a major ordeal has happened. It's just yeah. a lot. <clears throat> yeah. It's a lot to deal with all at once and it's a lot to think about and that, I mean, it's not, the world has been completely flipped upside down for, I would say the majority of the world's population for the last seven months now. And that's stressful enough. And I mean, as parents, we put a lot of things in place to protect ourselves and to protect others. And then when you, you know, somebody gets sick, then you get the thought in your head, like, how, how did this get into the house? How did this child get it? How did, you know, yeah. it's, it just gets your mind going a million miles a minute. And that's part of this new new dynamic it's a part we haven't had to face yet not a single person in this household or the other households has gotten sick yep with just <clears throat> a regular cold or regular flu or anything in the last seven months so this is gonna be a part of future reality i mean it's getting into cold and flu season now and and people are gonna catch the regular common cold and then there's always going to be that fear in the back of your head. But yeah, we're going to have this constant thought in the back of our head. Anytime we get a cold or whatever is, is this the worst case scenario? Did we get COVID? Um, and I get, you know, obviously we'll go get tested. It's yeah. super easy and find out for sure. But for those following days that's a lot of a lot of stress to have to worry about yeah and i think whether or not anybody like whatever anybody's belief is on covid because i know some people are like ah, eh, 
no worse than the flu. I don't know why everybody's getting all worked up about it. And then other people are like acting like it's the second plague going around, right? And then yeah. there's people in the middle. Um, I just think whether whatever side of the spectrum anyone sits on, I think people with kids and I think people with blended families in particular um, need to be aware and try their best because nobody is a psychic. Nobody knows um, what's going to happen. And I think being maybe safer than you need to is a good idea when other households and other families and children are involved so i yeah. think that's kind of the route we've decided to take yeah yeah i think so too and yeah and realizing that we can only kind of control what we do yeah right and um things like that um i also have another side that makes it a little bit more stressful because um i actually have a child that caught a pandemic virus a decade ago and um lots of people's eyes gloss over when i tell them because it's almost like uh maybe they don't believe me or they think i might be exaggerating it a little bit but yeah. he like my son who's now seven or well he's 16 but he's gonna be 17 really soon yeah um a decade ago or a little bit more than a decade ago ish um he was he he contracted h one n two and actually spent a full week quarantined in a children's hospital because of it and um I've seen firsthand how a pandemic uh i don't know if it was a pandemic it, i know it's ep epid what's the other word uh, epidemic epidemic status yeah I know it had that. I don't I don't think it had pandemic status, but um it was an epidemic for sure. Yeah. And um I've seen firsthand it actually affect my family. Yeah. And because I've seen that, um I do want to be extra cautious too because he is probably what's considered more immunocompromised than other member members of the family. Yeah. Because when he got H1N2. Uh, my daughter was a baby. And there was me and their dad, right? Yeah. All in the house. And nobody got sick. Yeah, just him. Just he did. And it was bizarre to me that nobody else was sick. So sometimes these things are very random and mysterious. And we... Even and even after going through all that and talking to doctors and all these things, like there still wasn't a clear idea about why one person in a family was affected and nobody else was. But, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, know. and that would bring a whole new level of concern to something like this too. Yeah. And worry about it getting into the house and and stuff. So, <clears throat> yeah, I can definitely see where you're coming from about that and being extra worried and concerned right now. Yeah. And that's what I always say to because I, I do have some people in my life, right, that aren't taking COVID as seriously as we are. And in not so many words, I think they've, kind of made it clear that maybe we're overdoing it sometimes <laughs> yeah. and um <clears throat> my brother troy <clears throat> um i'm just being funny there for a second um but then i always tell them that story and remind them that um i had a an act i had a child that was affected by an outbreak virus actually yeah. so um and trust me, it, like, he was actually quarantined. They had suits on, and I was, besides doctors and nurses, I was pretty much the only one allowed in the room with him. Um, my mom came and switched off with me after a few days because we actually went from our local hospital 
uh, right to the city, which was several, a couple hours away, um, just in an instant, really, it felt like, right? And all of a sudden, yeah. he was in the um, children's hospital. And we had actually originally went to the hospital because he'd been complaining his back hurt. And I was like, okay, well, let's go get it checked out. And um, it went from that to them telling me that they were seriously looking into pneumonia or something. And then... Um, we, we spent eight hours at the local hospital, right? Yeah. And they did a whole bunch of tests and stuff, and it went from them looking into pneumonia uh, to um, telling me that it was likely something in the neighborhood of meningitis, which really scared me. And uh, by the end, they didn't know for certain what it was, or at least they didn't tell me. And they said, this is something we have to take to a different level. And so he uh, got an ambulance and had to go to the children's hospital. And then I had to follow in my vehicle and uh, with no time to notify really anybody. Right. Yeah. And um, it was that fast. And I can't remember how long it took for me to really find out what it was. But yeah. And uh, his account of it was that it was a nightmare and it was very painful and uh nothing i'd wish on anybody else so if yeah even to this day that's how he still references it as being incredibly painful and it was just basically a nightmare yeah so i really appreciate the fact that you are naturally taking this whole covid thing seriously and i didn't have to uh get mad at you or be like, you're not taking this seriously. You just naturally, yeah. you are taking it seriously. So thanks. It's, it's easy. It's, uh, it's concerning. Um, I can understand, um, your anxiety over it and London's anxiety over it. And I have my own anxiety over it. Yeah. Um, that it, uh, it's not something I needed any convincing about. That's for sure. It's, I feel like a lot of the precautions we're taking, even if they may be a bit over the top, are just common sense. I think we're just like anybody else out there. We're just trying to do our best. Yeah, and I think we're doing <clears> a, <throat> a decent enough enough mix of taking it seriously, but not living in fear, right? Because yeah. things like this don't go away. Like a decade ago when my son contracted H1N2, I mean, that's still con considered epidemic status, I'm pretty sure. Like, it's still out there. Like, COVID-19 isn't yeah. and going anywhere, right? Exactly. Like, uh, there was, what, swine flu, bird flu. Bird flu was H1N1, right? Or was that swine flu? Uh, I, th I believe it was uh, bird flu. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, I mean, those... I think all reached epidemic levels as well. And same thing. They're still out there. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's super unlikely you're going to catch it, but it's still out there. You still absolutely could. I mean, things like bubonic plague are still, people are still getting bubonic plague nowadays. Even, yeah. um, it's not a pandemic like it was, it's not killing millions and millions of people like it did. It's, but it's still out there. You still have the chance of getting it. Yeah, exactly. Um, we're, we'll just get to a point where it it's far more manage manageable to control in the population, right? Yeah, exactly. So, until we get to that point, we're just taking some very serious precautions, and uh, but also not trying to freak out too much about it, right? Yeah, exactly. And treat it with respect, right? Yeah. So. And I mean, I don't judge other people about how they're handling yeah. either. Like, I don't want it to sound like, oh, we're doing all the right things and people might think we're overdoing it, but we're doing everything we can. I mean, if there's some people that have a different opinion, I'm not coming at them for it either. Because yeah. the truth is, is there are no experts. Even the scientists and doctors aren't, no one's an expert at this yet. Yeah, they're still learning, too. Yeah, so, I mean, 
I'm not the kind of person that tries to harshly judge anybody. I I mean, you and I might have a talk like couples do and be like, eh, I wasn't a fan of what I saw that guy do, but... Yeah. You know. Yeah, you... Yeah, you don't... <laughs> hard to not maybe pick apart somebody that might be uh, pushing a cart and then putting their finger in their nose or something. <laughs> <laughs> but I can definitely say when we're out in public, we're not putting fingers in our mouths or no. our eyes, noses. Trying not to, anyways. Yeah, trying not to. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah. And, like, I am actually personally one of those people that feels really anxious when I have masks on. Yeah. And... For several months of the pandemic, I couldn't, you had to go do the stuff because all we had available at the time was cloth masks and they made me nutty. Yeah, the cloth ones that were homemade yeah. too. Like they weren't a nice store-bought one. They were a, the do-it-yourself cut t-shirt yeah. tied around your face and hope for the best kind of masks. So... They were definitely a bit restrictive, and and uh, we got some we got some pretty good ones now though. Yeah, I still prefer um, my uh, disposable ones yeah. that I've been buying. I I bought a couple different packs now, and they just make me feel better. Yeah, and I can breathe out of them better. I'm being a bit of a baby on that. I mean, if if I had no other option, I would absolutely wear. The cloth ones that we have, because we do have some good ones, but, um, see, I'm not, I'm, I'm a baby sometimes, yeah. and we're all allowed to have our preference and do exactly. what makes us feel comfortable. Exactly. The, the big thing is, is we're just trying to take all the precautions we can without it changing our lives too much and yeah. still trying to live in... And with as much freedom as we can, but having respect for the virus itself for, you know, just in general, just trying, trying our best. Yeah, exactly. So I wasn't trying to go in for the first 20 minutes because we do have a topic. It, <laughs> it isn't just us talking about our lives in COVID-19, but, um, I mean, it's a thing affecting the world and... Yeah. Things piled up a bit for me the last few weeks, and I just felt like talking about it because I think everybody can relate to a certain degree. Oh, yeah. I definitely think so. There's not a single person living in the world right now that doesn't know about COVID-19. Yeah. Which is, in its own right, uh, very interesting because I don't know if there's really been a virus that's hit us in... Well, as long as you and me have been alive, that was probably like, ah, it was just localized there. Didn't even hear about that. Or you might catch a blip about it on the news and, and then that's that. But this one is an ongoing worldwide thing. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> so. Yeah, so one other thing I just wanted to mention, which is on like the lighter lighthearted side of everything um I, I i bet our listeners can't even guess what john was up to on friday night <laughs> i bet you they can't uh john spent i would say maybe not quite an hour but probably 45 minutes right ish yeah um searching uh like horror icons in uh cartoon form or coloring book yeah form. so like our our in our era our years of being alive the classic horror movie characters so like jason freddy uh michael myers um uh gizmo yeah uh, even though he's the cute fuzzy one but you still the spawn of the horror of the gremlins. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, but anyway. <clears throat> uh, basically, I printed them off and basically made his own coloring book. I did. 
And I, you know, I was sitting across the table from him and I was like, John, you're an, you're an actual nerd. <laughs> and I can't remember what I was doing. Maybe playing Dr. Mario. I don't even know on my phone. And he yeah. was like, you aren't uh, the epitome of rock and roll yourself. So <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Yeah. Uh, even <laughs> talking about it, I'm excited. I have, <laughs> I have a hundred pencil crayons on order from Amazon and as soon as those bad boys come in, I am going to be sitting down doing some real serious coloring. And I don't know. I'm excited. It, we're getting into, like, Halloween is next month. <laughs> I'm getting excited. And I am just teasing you. Yeah, I know. Um, but I do think it's funny. Because I bet you, you could have, at the same time you ordered those pencil crayons, you could have probably found a similar coloring book and just ordered that. But you really took your time and you searched and you even screenshotted a video with a, or something. Yeah, with a I had picture. to screenshot the image out of a YouTube video because it's personally, it's the way it's drawn that I really like because they're cartoony, but, yeah. but not too cartoony that it's like childish, at least yeah. to me anyway. It fits my uh, 38 year old, but 10 year old personality. It's just perfect. I don't know. Um, I will probably post a picture or two of them so you guys can kind of see on Facebook, on the Dark Vale Facebook page. Cause I, it, because I, I went through a ton of them, and that's why it took me so long, because <laughs> I needed to find the right way they were, they were drawn that really appealed to me, and I was like, ah, this is... Perfect. This is what I need to print. You're smiling with true happiness right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's very, uh, very exciting for me. <clears throat> All me. right. So, uh, I mean, and I mean, you made a good point when I was teasing you about that. I spent, oh man, probably close to a week intricately painting our hallway. Not very long ago, and you pointed that out too. You're like, eh, is that any cooler, Tori? That's, it's like coloring, but using the walls as your coloring page. Yeah. But you did a really good job. I really <laughs> like it. It's very abstract. It's very colorful, and it is very fitting for a hallway. Like, it's just fun to walk down the hallway now. <laughs> <laughs> I put a whale in the hallway. Uh, a fish? A, a fish. fat fish? Yeah. And there's a heart. Yeah. And it's all nicely blended into the mix of colors. I don't know. I really like it. It's like nothing I've seen before. And that's one of the biggest things I like about it. Yeah. Maybe we'll put that on the page too so people know what we're talking about. Yeah. Maybe it's not... Maybe none of this is interesting to people either. I don't know. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. The world's got too heavy for me this weekend. We're talking about other things. Yeah. We're doing a light one. <laughs> yeah. So... That brings me to what we're going to talk about today, which is, I find paradoxes really interesting. Yep. And it's still part of the unexplained. So Dark Veil is um, a lighter veil today, but we're still lifting a veil. Yeah, we're, we're sticking to our true colors. And what is a paradox? Well, a paradox... When used as a literary device, a paradox is the just... Ju I can't say some words, guys. I'm sorry. Okay? <laughs> um, I do have a college education. Um, I'm better at reading. Yeah. <laughs> You've done a lot more <clears throat> reading than me. And, but we both get real tongue-tied sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when we hit record. Yeah, it's true. Um, a ju juxtaposition of a set of seemingly contradictory concepts that reveal a hidden and or unexpected truth. So, um, a paradox, the paradox may be hard or even impossible to believe, yet usually the contradiction that can be reconciled, can be reconciled <laughs> if the reader thinks about the juxtaposition more deeply. Um, it kind of goes on and on, but so, common examples of paradox. So, um, there are many famous examples of paradox from logician, lo logicians, 
people who... Logicians. Yeah, I'd say that you, you said that, right? Logicians. I feel like those are people who deal in logic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and philosophers. One of the most famous paradoxes is called the liar's paradox and is evident in the following sentence. This sentence is false. Yeah, that's a paradox because... Because it's an actual sentence, but they're also saying that sentence is false, so it negates it? Well, while I'm saying it's false, it's true, right? Yeah. That's... My brain's going in some circles. <laughs> Another variation of the liar's paradox could be, everything I say is a lie. In both sentences, there is an inherent, inherent impossibility presented in just a few words. All yeah, right. okay, that makes sense. So, now we're... Sorry, guys. I, I am one of those people that really has to um, kind of do a little bit of background work. And even if it's kind of like boring reading a definition, I just... That's how I work. I like that because I think a lot of times you hear a word in a podcast or something and you're not... You're like, oh, what does that mean? And then you, you get the definition. Yeah. With us. I am, yeah, I am definitely one of those nerds that definitely instantly goes and looks something up. Yeah, yeah. And um, our kids don't have that for some reason. <laughs> no, they are half aware that Google even exists. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why don't you go look that up? And they're like, on YouTube? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, they're just like, that's not what the internet's for. That's because they never grew up in an era where they had to <laughs> What are you search... doing? <laughs> I can hear better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, John had... <laughs> John... We gave John a bit of a haircut yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah. Uh, yesterday, yeah. And he, <laughs> he keeps saying he's cold now because he has less hair. And then uh, before we started recording, he put his uh, hood over his head because he said he was cold. It was like a nice little furnace. <laughs> <laughs> and he just... Hucked the hood behind his ears right now, but the hood is still on his head and he looks ridiculous. <laughs> he looks like one of the uh, the dwarves <laughs> off of Snow White. Dopey. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I wouldn't say dopey. You're not dopey. <laughs> okay, the face you're making, maybe. <laughs> um, okay, so anyways. Sorry, what were you saying? Oh, I was just... Uh... Making kind of a joke about how kids uh, today never had to grow up using an encyclopedia to look for information and answers yeah. to, to, or like certain words and stuff like that. Where I remember my parents having a big selection of encyclopedia and often having to look through them. So now Google is just kind of a godsend when you can just type something in real quick and get the information within seconds. Yep. And kids nowadays don't even, they just ask the parents. Yeah. And and when you say go look it up, they're like, huh? But how come you can't just give me the answer quick though? And and then I'm done. And they it's it's just not a it's not a forethought to be like, ah, oh, Google, yes, uh I can look this up myself without even asking my parents a question. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um so now we'll get into the interesting paradox stuff. Yeah. Um, so, all right, so here's some more examples of, like, the more interesting paradoxes that I'm talking about, okay? Yep. And some people see them as, like, a problem to solve, right? Um, so, the barber paradox, a male barber shaves all, shaves all and only those men who don't shave themselves. Does he, does he shave himself? A male barber shaves all and only those men who don't shave themselves. Does he shave himself? No. I don't know. He'd have to shave himself, but then that would contradict that. So he would go to a bar another barber to get himself shaved? Ah, uh, yes. I don't know. My brain broke on that one. Already. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's that's what makes paradoxes interesting. Schrod, Schro I'm saying this. Schrodinger. Wrong. Okay, Schrodinger's 
cat paradox. A cat is in a box with a small amount of radioactive substance that could kill it. The cat could be either dead or alive while the box is closed. Until someone opens the box to check, the cat exists in both states. Note, Schrodinger, or Schrodinger created this thought experiment to display what he considered the absurdity of quantum mechanics. Yeah, because that kind of um, reminded me of, like, the observation thing or whatever. Like, yeah. something only exists once you observe. Yeah, so... Oh, sorry, go ahead. And until you observe, then it really sits in any state it could be, right? Yeah. So the same idea <laughs> with if a tree falls in the forest and no one's around to hear it doesn't make a sound. Yeah. Well, who knows? When you're there and you hear it, it made a sound. But when you're not there, did it did it actually make a sound? Yeah. I have, you know what? I honestly have spent so much time out of my life thinking about that. Like, it's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> Me too. Like, if I could, if I had an actual, like, lifetime tally of how much I've thought of that one and how much I've thought about quicksand, man, that would take up a lot right there. Yep. It's just interesting to think about. It's kind of out of the norm of other thoughts we think about. Yeah. Like, remember when we were watching Friends the other day and it was showing what all of the friends were thinking? (laughs) Yep. And some of them, like, it really ranged in thoughts, <laughs> right? And then it shows Joey. Yeah, I uh, just keep thinking about that one. You know, for people that don't really watch Friends, um, there's six of them, and there's three guys and three girls, and Joey is, like, considered, like, the stud of the group, and he's, like, an Italian, but he's also, his character is, he's a little bit um, on the less intelligent side. Yeah. He's not much brains, but mostly brawn kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And then it just shows him. And it, what was he doing? What was he thinking? Yeah, like everybody had like a, a proper normal thought. Like, oh, I wonder how much this coffee's going to cost. Or, you know, something like that. And Joey's was like, do, 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 Like it was a nice little jingle he was thinking about in his head. But the look on his face was like he was concentrating. <laughs> Yeah, so this helps break up those thoughts a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so many famous quotes have paradoxes. Whatever you will do will be insignificant, but it is very important that you do it. So whatever you do will be insignificant, but it is very important that you do it. So insignificant is you know, is the opposite kind of uh, important. Yeah. So that's interesting. And yeah, it's it so is. true too, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. It's like me choosing to make sure the dishwasher is going at the end of the day. It's kind of insignificant. It doesn't matter that much. But if we don't keep up on it, it, it really piles up. So it is important too, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Um. It's weird not to be... It's weird not to be weird. Hmm? I would th- agree. Because I feel like... We're, we're, we are weird. And it would be weird to not be weird. Yeah. And I think... Everyone's weird. Yeah. In their own way-ish. Yeah. Even people that... Or like, uh, no, I'm not weird, I'm completely normal. Like, have a weird quirk or something that's weird about them anyway. Yeah. I find people <clears throat> that think they're not weird are so weird because they still do weird stuff and then you're like, that was the weirdest. Yeah. And you think that's normal? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, life is a preparation for the future and the best preparation for the future is to live... As if there were none. So, okay. So the best preparation for the future is... How did that go again? Life is the best preparation for the future. And the best preparation for the future is to live as if there were none. So as if... Live as if there was no future. But while you're doing it, you're really preparing for the future while you're living? Yeah. 
Thanks, Albert Einstein. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. I like that one. Um, I know one thing that I know nothing. That one's true. Yeah. Socrates. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, good old Socrates. Socrates. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I like that. Um, all right, so we're going to move on to something that claims these are 10 paradoxes that will boggle your mind. Ooh. I was already boggled. You know what boggles my mind? You have your first list. Oh, I do. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> we're turning into each other. It's true. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> You made me speechless. I did it. All right. So the first one is called Achilles and the Tortoise. Mm. The paradox of Achilles and the Tortoise is one of a number of theoretical discussions of movement put forward by the Greek philosopher Zeno. Okay. Um, so it begins with the great hero Achilles challenging a tortoise to a foot race. To keep things fair, he agrees to give the tortoise a head start of, let's say, 500 meters. So, when the race begins, Achilles unsurprisingly starts running at a speed much faster than the tortoise, so that by the time he has reached the 500 meter mark, the tortoise has only walked 50 meters further than him. But by the time Achilles has reached 550 meter mark, the tortoise has only walked another five meters. And by the time he's reached five, five, five meter mark, the tortoise has walked only another 0.5 meters, blah, blah, blah. And on and on and on. Yeah. This process continues again and again over an infinite series of smaller and smaller distances. So the tortoise is always moving forwards while Achilles always catches, plays catch up. Logically, this seems to prove that Achilles can never overtake the tortoise whenever he reaches somewhere the tortoise has been. He will always have been the same, some distance, he will always have some distance left to go no matter how small it might be. Except, of course, we know intuitively that he can overtake the tortoise. The trick here is not to think of Zeno's Achilles paradox in terms of distance and race, but rather as an example of how any finite value can always be divided and an infinite number can always be divided an infinite number of times no matter how small its divisions might become yeah that makes sense yeah. that's that's interesting if you think about it that way that they said if you think about it in i think just the normal way um, Achilles absolutely dusts the turtle. Yep. But, yeah, when you think about it that way, no matter how many times you divide it, it's actually going to be infinite. Like, it, 0. 0.0000 to whatever one is still the amount that Achilles is trying to catch up to the turtle and then do that one again, and then it's an extra zero to one... You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's always... I get it. Yeah, that's that's interesting to think about it, if you think about it that way. It is, because when I first started reading the story, I was like, uh, in a race, he's going to win against the, the stupid. The, he, the turtle isn't stupid. <laughs> he's going to win against the stupid. And if we're being honest, it's a tortoise, John. We call it a turtle. Oh, <laughs> we are calling it completely wrong but yes uh that does make sense when you think about it that way yeah and it is super interesting actually yeah i like that <clears throat> um it's like a different way to look at it yeah so the bootstrap paradox the bootstrap paradox uh is a pair okay this one i'm familiar with this one i find very interesting so it's a paradox of time travel that questions how something that is taken from the future and placed in the past could ever could ever be come into being in the first place <laughs> okay 
It's commonly used in science fiction by writers and has inspired plot lines from everything from Doctor Who to the Bill and Ted movies, but one of the most memorable examples is by Professor David Toomey of the University of Massachusetts, Massachusetts and used in his book The New Time Travelers and it involves an author and his manuscript. Imagine that a time traveler buys a copy of Hamlet from a bookstore, travels back in time to Elizabethan London, and hands that book to Shakespeare, who then copies it out and claims it as his own work. Over the centuries that follow, Hamlet is reprinted and reproduced countless times until finally a copy of it ends up back in the same original bookstore where the time traveler finds it, buys it, and takes it back to Shakespeare. Who then wrote Hamlet? Ooh. <laughs> It's interesting, but yeah. to me, Shakespeare still wrote Hamlet because I guess it's how you think about it, right? Because if Shakespeare is copying it from a book of time, from, you know, from a time traveler, but... Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, So the end result is that no matter what, Shakespeare originally wrote it. Now, whether the time traveler took that book, went back, gave it to Shakespeare before he wrote that. And then he read that and was like, oh, this is really good. I'm going to claim this as my own. And then did that. He's claiming it as his own, even though the time before that, he was the actual creator of it anyway. Yeah. So it would still technically be his, but he'd be copywriting his own plagiarizing or plagiarizing sorry his own work yep. but he wouldn't know that that existed yep because it was brought to him before he created it and that kind of makes a little bit of smoke come out of my ears the more i think about it <laughs> <laughs> and that but that's really cool i like that yeah that's neat okay so the boy or girl paradox imagine that a family has two children one of whom we know to be a boy when the other is, what then is the probability that the other child is a boy? The obvious answer is to say that the probability probability is one half. After all, the other child can only be either a boy or a girl. And the chances of a baby being born a boy or a girl are essentially equal. In a two-child family, however, there are actually four possible combinations of children. Two boys two girls, an older boy and a younger girl, and an older girl and a younger boy. We already know that one of the children is a boy, meaning we can eliminate the combination of two girls, and that, but that leaves us with three equally possible combinations of children in which at least one is a boy, namely... Uh, Two boys and an older boy and a younger girl and an older girl and a younger younger boy. This means that the probability that the other child is, is a boy must be one-third, not one-half. Huh. That's the paradox. I guess, but why do they have it split into... Categories like that. That's odd to me because I guess, I guess that, I don't like that one. Yeah. That one's with the dumb turtle. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. The card paradox. Imagine you're holding a postcard in your hand. On one side of it, on one side of which is written, the statement on the other side of this card is true. We'll call that statement A. Turn the card over. And the opposite side reads, The statement on the other side of this card is false. Statement B. Trying to assign any truth to either statement A or B, however, leads to a paradox. If A is true, 
then B must be as well. But for B to be true, A has to be false. Oppositely, if A is false, then B must be false too, which must ultimately make A true. <laughs> That's a good one. <clears throat> and this is a, a, a variation of the liar paradox, apparently. But yeah, that one... I like that one. It says an even more complicated variation of a liar paradox is in the next entry on this list. Ooh. The crocodile paradox. A crocodile snatches a young boy from a riverbank. His mother pleads with the crocodile to return him. To which the crocodile replies that he will only return the boy safely if the mother can guess correctly whether or not he will indeed return the boy. There is no problem if the mother guesses the crocodile will return him. If she is right, he is returned. If she is wrong, the crocodile keeps him. If she answers that the crocodile will not return him, however, we end up with a paradox. If she is right, and the crocodile never intended to return her child, then the crocodile has to return him, but in doing so, breaks his word and contradicts the mother's answer. On the other hand, if she is wrong and the crocodile actually did intend to return the boy, the crocodile must then keep him even though he intended not to, thereby also breaking his word. The crocodile paradox is such an ancient and enduring logic problem that in the Middle Ages the word crocodilite crocodilite e crocodilite yeah came to be used to refer to any similarly brain twisting dilemma where you admit something that is later used against you while crocodility is an equal an equally ancient word for cap captious or fallacious reasoning Fallacious reasoning? Too many words! Too many big words! <laughs> yeah. Huh. That's a really interesting one, too. I like that one. I'm not even gonna go through that again. I understood it, and it yep. makes so much sense about how it's mind-boggling. Yep. Um, you, do you have any comments on that? <laughs> um, <clears throat> no, because part of the problem with it is that I completely understand the paradox, but I'm unsure how about how to go about explaining yeah. it. Um, and well, and also like they really explained it, like yeah. um, you know the part where it says um, there is no problem if the mother guesses that the crocodile will return him. If if she is right, he is returned. If she is wrong, the crocodile keeps him. If she answers that the crocodile will not return him, however, we end up with a paradox. If she is right and the crocodile never intended to return her child, then the crocodile has to return him. But in doing so, he breaks his word and contradicts the mother's answer. Yeah. So either way, there's something not quite, quite right with the original outlining yeah of it that it's like an infinite loop of how could this even work yeah yeah there's only one possible outcome that she gets the child back for sure is if the he was actually going to return the child and that's what she guessed otherwise it's it, yeah it is pretty much an infinite loop of her not getting her child back. Yeah, because if she yeah if she answers that the crocodile will not return him, that's where the paradox part starts, yeah. right? And it's very interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, I do really like that one. The the dichotomy paradox. Dichotomy. 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 All right. So, Dichotomy. So this one is called number six. Yeah. <laughs> um, so imagine that you're about to set off walking down a street. To reach the other end, you'd first have to walk halfway there. Oh, we kind of read one like this earlier. Yeah, this one might talk a bit better. 
to reach the other end, you'd have to first walk halfway there. And to walk halfway there, you'd first have to walk a quarter of the way there. And to walk a quarter of the way there, you'd first have to walk an eighth of the way there. And before that, a sixteenth of the way there. And then a thirty-second 30 of the way there. And then a sixty-fourth of the way there, and so on. Ultimately, in order to perform even the simplest of, ta of tasks, like walking down a street, you'd have to perform an infinite number of smaller tasks, something that by definition is utterly impossible. Not only that, but no matter how small the first part of the journey is said to be, it can always be halved to create another task. The only way in which it cannot be halved would be to consider the first part of the journey to be of absolutely no distance whatsoever, and in order to complete the task of moving no distance whatsoever, you can't even start your journey in the first place. <laughs> That's that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and that was way better than the other one we read. Yeah. That's kind of elaborated on it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, these are more things to just, like, think about. Like, how are we even, like, that's, our, I don't have any, I can't really argue with the, with the logic of that one, though. Like, that's so interesting to think about. Yeah. And, I mean, I could spend some time trying to think out loud about how that's wrong, but the truth is, is that technically that's absolutely true, yeah. too. Like, it's neat. It is very neat. It's just the mind that came up with that in the first place was very interesting to me, and I'd like to speak to them. Yeah. Yeah. With most of these paradoxes, the mind that came up with the actual thought process and the, the, the paradox itself is very... I find that very interesting. I yeah. I like that. So, we kind of only got to number seven, and I don't know how this is coming off on the recording. I don't know if it's interesting, or I don't know if... Um, others, like, I hope the listeners are thinking about it and maybe discussing it with whoever they might be listening with, or maybe this was an episode for the fireplace. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, who knows? If you, if this got, uh, some serious brain juices going though, um, let us know. Yeah. And... There are a few other paradoxes I didn't even get to because I was like, eh, I'm going to start out slow because paradoxes are fun for me. Yeah. And, um, I mean, lots of them are things that can't even be solved. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It's a nice way to get your mind off other things maybe. And yeah, when... When I was a kid, or maybe a young teenager now, I can't remember when I would have heard this one, but there was a commercial that used to be on TV all the time, and it just talking about paradoxes made me think about it. Um, the commercial went, I can't get a job because I have no experience. Yep. I have no experience because I can't get a job. Yep. And it just repeated that over and over, and it did this like spiral of the words over and over and over and over. And... It was just making me think about that because I was like, hey, that's a paradox. Yep. Right there. And that was a, a paradox at the time. I didn't even know what a paradox was. I remember that commercial. <laughs> yeah. It's so true, though, because if both of those statements are true, yep. how does one get experience or does, or, you know, like, yeah. yeah like, how does one get the experience? But then how do you get the job to get that experience? Because you need the experience first, but you can't get the experience because you don't got the job. And it's just, yeah, that's, it was a fun one. I just kept thinking about that in my head. I thought about that commercial a million times <laughs> yeah. in my lifetime. <laughs> I would solve that issue by just eating chips on the couch. I don't need a job. Yeah. I'm just kidding, guys. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So you guys can let us know if this is the kind of episode you wouldn't mind every once in a while, or if this one should go straight to the dumpster. Yep. Either way, that was our episode this week. Deal with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
Yeah, the feedback is good. Yeah. Any feedback. If it's not good feedback, we still enjoy it. We still want to know about it. We like to know whether we're doing a good job or a bad job. Yeah. And that helps us put out something better. Absolutely, it does. And you know what? I would actually be interested if any of our listeners wanted to share maybe their COVID experience or their thoughts on any of the stuff that we talked about today. Yeah, definitely. And if any of our listeners have a interesting paradox that uh, maybe we've never heard about or whatever, it'd be interesting to have something that gets our brain juices flowing. I just made up my own paradox. Ooh, what is it? There is only one paradox. But is but it is infinite. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> there is only one, but there are many. They go on forever. Tori Gilbertson signing off. You did it. I got nothing. <laughs> <clears throat> no, but um just to end this kind of on a serious note, um, you know, like mental health, especially during something like COVID and stuff, and, you know, I don't know if it's, I don't know if I'd call it having the, being brave enough to, you know, but being able to speak out about <clears throat> the truth about what you're, going through I think is powerful and I'm actually kind of hoping maybe other people that feel like things have been piling up get a little bit of relief knowing that just about everybody else is going through it we're going through yeah, it. yeah you're not alone I don't have all the answers to it. I don't have any answers if I'm yeah. being honest I even if COVID wasn't going on uh, life is hard and Sometimes shitty things happen and, you know, um, being able to speak freely about it, I think is helpful. Yep, absolutely. And never forget your family and friends. They're, um, they're family and friends for a reason, right? Don't, don't think you're trapped in your own head. Yeah. Get, get, get talking to someone, get... Get some help. Ask. Don't be afraid to ever ask for help. Mm -hmm. That's what friends and families are for. They're your support. Absolutely. And I mean, we didn't even get into all the financial turmoil that shutting down borders and yeah. down spirals of economies and stuff that have happened from this. I mean, we've been fortunate enough that... We're doing decent, right? But yep. I, I know that there's people I know that even just financially, it's really dragging them down. And... Oh, yeah. There's some people it's been absolutely crushing. Yeah. They've had a, a business maybe they've had open for the last three decades that all of a sudden they've had to, to close down now. And they're... They're going through some hard, hard times that they've never had to face. And I mean, that's that's why I say uh, it, nobody is alone out there. Everybody is going through a hard time right now. Yep. It's, it's a different world right now. It really is. And I know that there's a bunch of people that hate the saying, the new normal. Well, it kind of is right now, guys. I'm sorry. In my opinion, maybe it's the temporary normal. The temporary new normal yeah but right now it is an unstable and strange and unknowing time and maybe all we can really know is going to be there is our friends and family and just i maybe i'm making this sound too bad too dire but um i don't think so at all I guess all I'm trying to say is this is a hard time for nations right now. And yeah. if maybe us do it, giving a little bit of insight about how it's been affecting us personally 
helps anybody, then I feel like um, that's a good thing. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And with that being said, uh, I think we have to talk about, you know what we got to talk about, John? Mm, let me think here. Uh, I know we do this every podcast. Um, trying to... Just kidding. Um, <clears throat> yes. Little nerdy. Yeah. So, you know what? That's the perfect hour-long distraction right there, too. Yeah. That's uh, absolute truth right there. Um, I... One of their... Uh, one of their fa- my favorite, ep- uh, favorite things they do every month is their debate without hate. Yep. It's, I am always laughing and I'm always siding with one or the other. Um, but they do a really good discussion about just, um, everyday things. Yeah. Like which way the toilet paper roll should be on or what, how should you eat a, a hamburger that's in a bun? Did uh, anybody eat it upside down like my quirky sister does or eating it like a, a normal human with the <laughs> sesame seed side to the to the roof. So they they do a really good job, and they, and that's that's just their debates without hate. Um, they do release a new episode every Tuesday, yeah. And it, their topics range from discussions about Star Wars or horror movies. Uh, sorry, I should say uh, science fiction horror movies. Um, TV shows. Yep. Yeah. Board games. Board games, yep. Anime. History. History, yep. Yep. It's really interesting. It is. I like, uh, there's a lot of variety. Yeah, they do, like a, they do a good mix yep. of different things. And I find that even if I don't know much about what they're talking about, it's, uh, like, educational and interesting. Yeah, yeah. The way they present it is, is really well done. Yeah. So, yeah, check them out. They're also on Facebook. They're on all the major um, platforms yep. that you get your podcast every Tuesday and once a month. The debate without hate mm-hmm. uh, on Friday. On a Friday, yes. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, also, I'd just like to uh, have a suggestion. Um, I feel like we might be ready to do our first actual like guest person. Oh, yeah. I think it might be interesting to call someone and have a discussion that way or have, you know, we'll present a topic and have some people maybe email us and we'll read what they wrote maybe on the air or something. Yeah, I like that. I think that's a great idea. So I think that's a great idea. That's very exciting. Yeah. All right, well... Thanks for listening if you're still here. Yeah. (laughs) Here's hoping. Yeah. And we will, you'll hear from us on episode, with episode 20. Yep. The big 2-0. Yeah. Please join. Hey, it matches my age. Oh, it does. Gotta go. 20 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyways. So our... Our episodes come out on Mondays. Yep. Please join us next Monday for some podcast, podcast and chill. chill.